What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another show, man. Tuesday edition here, NBA show from Bet US TV. We're here every single day, Monday through Friday, breaking guys off with our best NBA bets, man. As long as there's some NBA games, we will we will be on here breaking them down, answering questions, man. Best bets as well. I'm your host, Jay Money. That's our guy, Josh, aka Point School. That's our guy, Chris Farley as well. Chris, how you doing, my brother? Everything cool with you? Good. Another good night in the NBA. Um, man, what a what a performance by Jimmy Butler, huh, guys? That was. Uh... I, I didn't see the Bucks losing that game, but here we are. Uh, that's three to one heat. So we'll see if Milwaukee can come back from that. Um, and yeah, late game, LeBron doing LeBron's thing late in that game. Uh, Grizzlies might be done, guys. I'd, I'd be curious to see what you think of that. Obviously, it goes back to Memphis, but I don't know. It feels like uh, the Lakers kind of stole their soul in that one. So uh, not as good of a slate tonight. You won't get any picks from me on today's show, but of course, I'll have some thoughts and uh, the guys have some other picks today too so let's get it rolling exactly another great day of playoffs man always nice when we have playoff basketball we have three games today here josh how you doing my brother over there uh, is everything cool with you uh yeah everything good my man everything good uh playoffs keep treating me very very well even yesterday when uh, i had grizzlies plus four and a half and that was a little bit tough to stomach in overtime and Dylan Brooks doing Dylan Brooks things with 0.3 seconds left to swing it. But uh, look, on the whole, playoffs have been fantastic, man. So I can't complain too much. But hopefully we get back on the winning ways tonight for everyone. Exactly. Let's get back to the winning ways tonight, my guys. Let's take a look at that best bet record. Uh, it's looking real nice. You know what I'm saying? Ever since, ever since about uh, right after All Star break, we've been killing it. Ever since, guys. Twenty nine games over top uh, over five hundred. A total of eight hundred and thirty seven plays, four hundred and twenty seven wins, three hundred ninety eight losses, and twelve pushes. And that we will take that all day long. And that one, guys. But we do have three games today, so let's uh, let's break them down. Let's talk about it. Obviously, we have three double digit favorites in this one. All at the house, looking for the closeout game in this one. Let's go over to the streets of Boston in this one. We have the Boston Celtics laying 13 points at the house versus the Atlanta Hawks in this one, getting back 13 on the road. If you would like to go the money line route, the Boston Celtics are laying minus 1,000 as the home favorites, or you can get back plus 650 if you would like to go with the Atlanta Hawks to get the outright win in this one. Over and under, sitting at 230.5 in this one, Chris. Uh, we know the Celtics just need one more win to, to end this series. You think they get it tonight? Man, oh man, I, I, I think the Celtics are going to end this series tonight for sure. Um, I have this line around 11, but I understand the way it's moving. That's the only side I would look is Boston. Uh, you know, the the Hawks, you have to give them credit. They, they fought really hard, especially in that last game, really scratched and clawed there late in that fourth quarter. But Celtics just too good down the stretch. You know, their defense was too good in a lot of spots. And, of course, you know, Tatum eventually stepped up more in the second half and the Celtics put together – uh, a great all-around performance again. And just feels like for the Hawks that that kind of took away their spirit, right? I mean, that that was probably some of the best basketball that they played, um, you know, especially in those final two quarters of the last game. And then it's just, it's still not enough against Boston. And now they have to go back to Boston. Uh, the Celtics really securing that front court area a lot less, you know, easy rebounds for the Hawks. So it, it's going to be on the Hawks making three-pointers. And they're going to be without the DeJounte Murray tonight, that's huge for the Hawks. Um, you know, John Collins, we'll see if he can hit some threes. Trey Young, we'll see what we get from him. But this doesn't seem like a very likely scenario where the Hawks are going to be that competitive tonight. Only thing that can happen here is if, you know, the Celtics have a mental lapse of some kind. But um, so lean towards the Celtics. I also lean slightly towards the over 
um, only because, you know, the Hawks' only chance in this game is to try and go fast and try to put up some offense. And I think Boston is going to continue to get pretty much whatever they want. Could, could actually turn into a showcase game and like a blowout, right, where you see some overs in those cases. In those cases, but nothing too strong for me on this game, guys. Uh, lean, lean Boston, lean over. Hey, shout out to our guy from watching from Athens, Greece out there, man. I was just That's watching awesome. some stuff on uh, on Athens last night, man. It was actually pretty crazy, but shout out to him. But yeah, it's a tough game. I mean, it's not real tough, right? It's Celtics or nothing. The Hawks are, they're down their guys. I mean, they're down Murray. Trey Young is, I mean, we never know where he's going to go next season. Put it like this, their bags might be packed already. Probably telling their wives, hey, look, baby, where, uh, where are we going on vacation? You know what I'm saying? So, uh. <laughs> Uh, the Hawks aren't the type of team that I'd like to take to be scrappy in this situation. If they get down 10 points, we know the Celtics start hitting a barrage of threes. Uh, it could be one, two, three Cancun for the Atlanta Hawks. I do not take them as the type of team that will want to fight to the end. I actually take them as a team that will might, they might give up and let go of the ropes in this one, Josh, how are you looking at this game? Okay. Yeah, I think, I think you guys have both basically summarized everything. I don't think that there's anything else I necessarily need to add to it. Uh, I grabbed Boston at minus 10.5 when this one opened. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't recommend minus 13. It's a little bit higher now, but obviously that's moved uh, on the back of the DeJounte news. Plus, you know, I think just general um, Boston steam, especially when you consider the fact they closed at 7.5 on the road in Atlanta and then opened at 10.5 at home. Um, that was a very, very interesting market move there. I don't think there was anywhere near enough adjustment for home court flipping. So, like I said, current market, probably close to fair price. But um, at the same time, like you said, Jay, this is one of those games where if Boston gets up double digits early, they could basically pick their own score down the stretch of this one. I do think that you'll get a pretty fair effort out of them for 48 minutes as well. They'd rather show up and make sure they play the full four quarters of this one um, to ensure that there's no hope of having to play a game six where they extend a series where, you know, their opponents for the next round are already at home sitting and waiting. So I think this one is going to be pretty much a formality. Also took some Hawks team total under here in this one as well, uh, largely because it's going to be the Trey Young show. And when there is only one primary playmaker and it's Trey Young, uh, this Boston defense isn't going to have a tough time, I don't think, limiting what, Atlanta is able to create in half-court sets specifically. Uh, we already saw in the first two games in Boston when it was a lot of Trey Young pick-and-roll action. They switched up their blitzes. They trapped him a lot. Uh, they forced basically the ball out of his hands very early in sets. Uh, and it just leaves Atlanta in this situation where they just don't have someone else now without Murray to be able to rely on to create shots for everyone else. So we could see a lot of isolation offense. If that's the case, you know, Boston's second in the league in isolation plays defensively. I don't think they have any trouble slowing down the Hawks here. As long as they tidy up the boards, they don't give up too many second chance opportunities. Uh, this one's going to be pretty straightforward, I think, from opening tips. So like I said, took an early Boston line. Uh, also on the Hawks, team total under as well, which is still available at 108.5. Um, I think this one's going to be pretty comfortable and probably the most comfortable lopsided game of the night. Yeah, no, it's a good point. I could definitely see that as well. Like I say, bags are likely packed for the Hawks. They're probably sitting by the door. So as soon as they get to the house, hey, they just grab them bags and then go go hit the private jet or something. You see what I'm saying? Hey, they might be headed over there to Greece or something, man. It looked real nice over there, man. But uh, our guy Josh rocking – no official for myself or Chris and this one. Our guy Josh will take the Hawks. Team total under 108.5. We know they're missing one of their main guards in DeJounte Murray. I mean, no one could definitely see that one coming through. Hawks might not touch 100 points here. It might be – 
120 to, to 100 type of game in this one. So we hope we know our guy, the Undertaker, is going to get the cash um, in this one. Might have to ride with him on this one, guys. Uh, let's head over here to the next game, guys. Let's head over here to the streets of Denver in this one, where we do have the Denver Nuggets land 10 points at the house versus the Minnesota Timberwolves in this one. Getting back 10 points on the road. If you would like to go the money line route, the Denver Nuggets are laying minus 450 on the money line as home favorites, or you can get back plus 340 with the Minnesota Timberwolves if you would like to go with the away underdog in this one to get the outright win. Over and under sitting at 220 and a half in this one, Chris. We know the Nuggets, once again, they're up 3-1 at the house. Had the chance for the sweep. Uh, went on like a 12-0 scoring run in, the, in game four, right? Uh, went to overtime and they ended up taking the L. I'm sure Josh seeing Edwards just go bonkers here and loving that. But Chris, how you how you looking at this game? You think the Nuggets come in here and close it out uh, as double-digit favorites here at the house in game five? Yeah, well, th- this would be the one game where I, I, I would have a play if I was going to have a plan anything tonight. And that is on the Timberwolves. And I, you know, listen, I, the Nuggets at home, that that's scary, right? It's scary to ever face Denver at home. They've been an extremely consistent, very potent offense at home all season. There's just, there's, there's a few things from the Timberwolves that I liked in that last game. And they, they're certainly showing that they can fight, right? You know, first and foremost, Anthony Edwards, just at 21 years old, continues to put on a show. Um, you know, that's going to be much harder tonight at Denver in a much more raucous environment. But uh, I, I think he continues to fight hard and kind of continues to be a spark for his team. Also, it seems like Minnesota is kind of figuring out their defense a little bit more. You know, somebody when somebody like Nikhil Alexander-Walker can come in and do as good of a job as he did, you know, basically shut down Jamal Murray in the fourth quarter and, uh, you know, part of the third quarter, that, that was really impressive. And I think this is just a, a well-coached team. I think Chris Finch is a good coach. Um, and I think they're a well-coached defensive thing, team that's starting to figure things out on the floor. So, you know, you like that when you're facing a Nuggets offense that just has so many options. Uh, but again, because it is the Nuggets at home, because they can be so potent, because we saw Jamal Murray have kind of a down game um, under 20 points in that last matchup. matchup. Um, and, you know, because of the way this is set up for Denver after that loss, I can't take Minnesota tonight. Uh, that was just a strong lean for me. And no real thoughts on the totals, guys. I, I think the total is kind of right where it should be. Um, you know, should be a very hard for a game for Minnesota and their defense, and they're going to hope to slow things down. But that that's not what the Nuggets do at home. You know, they run faster, and they hit you from the very beginning of these games. And I think it's going to be hard for Minnesota to keep up. So uh, leans across the board for me. Again, no plays, but strongest lean is on Minnesota, plus 10.5. Yeah, and it all comes down to where the whether the Denver Nuggets have that killer instinct, right? I always kind of say they're kind of one of the – they have a really great offense, guys, but they're still one of the kind of softer teams. Um, You got guys like DeAndre. It's almost like they're kind of starting to experiment out there. You got DeAndre Jordan out there playing real heavy minutes and shit. Like, not heavy, but you guys know like he, I mean, He's actually seeing the floor, right? He never used to see the floor until they're playing. They're in a blowout, 30 points. Then they throw him out there. So throwing him out there in, mean, in meaningful minutes is just kind of a head-scratcher, uh, in my opinion, no one, Josh. Obviously, now Kyle Anderson is out, so they're already missing Nas Reed, Jay McDaniels. Now now another starter is missing here, but what if you like uh, what you saw from Anthony Edwards in this one, Josh? You could think this could just be a spot where we kind of look at his PRA or something like that or points and see him continue to uh, put his team on his back here? 
Yeah, I almost definitely have to play his PRA, even at an inflated number, I think, just because of what his usage is going to be now. Uh, and the fact that offensively, they seem to be really running things for him with a lot of these, you know, dual screen actions, high screen actions as well, where he's able to get downhill and attack the teeth of that defense, which, as we know, that's kind of the weak spot for uh, Denver defensively is in and around that rim when you get Jokic in those pick and roll actions. Uh, so there's little resistance there. I think he's just going to keep doing what he's doing. And man, he's phenomenal. Uh, you know, I've been champion Anthony Edwards for for quite some time. I, I don't think anyone talks anywhere near highly enough of him, even with what he's doing right now. This kid is is very, very special. Uh, and he plays both ends of the floor, which, as we know, is a pretty rare commodity these days. But in terms of this specific game, I mean, I don't really give Minnesota much hope here. Like you said, no Kyle Anderson now out of the rotation. His team was already struggling, I think, to, to really put together um, uh, competition for this Denver team. And, you know, when there was already no McDaniels, there was already no Nas Reed. Um, these things sort of really start to add up, especially when you have to go on the road in the playoffs. So uh, I think Denver does this one pretty comfortably. I was pretty close to taking a first half line on them. I think minus five is still around. That seems pretty appealing to me. Uh, but for me, this offense, as we know, role players at home always perform better. And if the role players are performing around Jokic offensively, uh, that Denver team total looks kind of appealing as well at about 115 and a half. So for me, it should, again, be a pretty comfortable game, I think, from start to finish for the Nuggets. Uh, I don't think they have too much difficulty here. I think they're kind of figuring out this Minnesota defense as much as anything else. Whereas, you know, the game four closeout game, it's always the hardest uh, in a series to close out an opponent. So the fact that they were able to make the run they did at the end of that fourth quarter to even force overtime was ridiculous. Um, so I think that kind of showed some some nice life to Denver as well. Uh, a nice reminder of what they can do in the clutch situations when need be. So like for me, uh, Nuggets all pass basically in every which way, um, but I haven't got involved in this game at all. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough one for me, man. I cause I know the Wolves aren't the type of team that'll just give up. Like I don't look at them as Atlanta. I do see them fighting and clawing to the end. Uh, if Anthony Edwards has a good shooting game, man, they could be into this game. But obviously, always worry about the bags packed spot, man. They get down by double digits. The home crowd is against them, right? The momentum gets on the Nuggets' side. We saw it in fourth in the fourth quarter. I mean, the the Wolves should have lost that game. Simply put, if basically if Jokic uh, hits both free throws, um, that game is over with. See what I'm saying? So it shouldn't even got that close. This goes to show you how the Wolves can look when their offense is uh, sputtering and when they're relying on Edwards too much. You double-team him, make the rest of the team beat you, and Cat is playing like ass right now. Uh, so it's just a really tough game in this one. Uh, Josh leaning towards Nuggets, Chris leaning towards Wolves in this one. Uh, it's a tough one for me, my guys. Uh, let's head over here to the next game. We do have some plays on this one. Let's go to the streets of Phoenix in Phoenix, Arizona in this one. We got the Suns land 12.5 points at the house versus the L.A. Clippers in this one. Getting back 12.5 on the road if you would like to go to Monday line route the phoenix suns are laying minus 800 as at the house as home favorites in this one or you can get back plus 550 with the la clippers if you would like to go with go with them to get the outright win over and under sitting at 224 in this one chris i'm looking at this game my guy suns obviously one of the best starting fives in the league um but do you think they have enough bench to to pull away in this one and win out and win in blowout fashion this is another one of those where i, I lean to the underdog but it's just man it's it's so hard to take in these situations, of course, you have all three underdogs on the road tonight. And I think this is important for the Suns to close out this series, get some rest, right? Get some more practice in for that starting five, uh, because now they're at a real advantage in a Western Conference where, you know, we'll see what happens with Denver tonight. That probably is over as well. But, you know, some of these uh, series are getting extended a little bit. Um, but that being said, yeah, I mean, as well as Phoenix has been shooting from beyond the arc, you know, uh, 40% in those last two games, I believe. 
plus. You know, the the Clippers really don't have a shot if they continue to shoot that effectively. I mean, Clippers are a really good three-point shooting team, one of the top five in the NBA, uh, but it really hasn't been landing as much for them. Of course, they continue to be without Kawhi. So uh, I forget if we said it off the show or not, but Josh was saying, you know, the Clippers could launch it up all, all, all day from three-point land and hope to stay in this one. Mm-hmm. And that really is their only shot, I think, right? I mean, we have to you know, maybe hope for some regression from the Phoenix offense at home. That doesn't seem like something that's going to happen, you know, uh, for what it's worth. I guess Devin Booker was watching the show. What's up, Devin? How you doing? Uh, ever since I said that thing about him, man, he's been going off. He's been, he's been sensational for the Suns. Uh, so, uh, you know, the Suns are operating on, on all cylinders right now, especially with that starting five. Um, you know, no real thoughts on the total either, because, again, we could see a blowout situation here. I, I do give the Clippers some credit. They've been fighting really hard. Their defense has been pretty good. Uh, but, again, they, they've been a pretty good perimeter and mid-range defense this year. They really have to lock it up against the Suns team early, or else this game could really get away from them really fast. And without Kawhi, it's, it's hard to see how that's going to happen, right? We're going to have to have a, you know, just a huge game for Norman Powell or something like a 40-point game, and I, I, I'm i not going to bet on that. So lean Suns, uh, Clippers could hang in there. I would lean to the under because I think Clippers bring a better brand of defense tonight, but no strong thoughts there either. Yeah, I'm leaning to the Clippers in this one, man. And I think the underdog, I think they'll get some calls. Remember, the Clippers have been, I know they've been shooting a lot of threes, but their main thing is to attack the rim. So as long as they get some foul calls on their side, I feel like Clippers can go over their team total. I think they can keep this game close. And I, we know the Suns, right? I mean, this team could, this team could, might they might put up 130 points tonight in this one, man. So I do think this will be a faster paced game. I feel like the Clippers will be feisty and go over their team total. So they'll push me to ride with my guy Punt on the over 224 in this one, Josh. Uh, you think we see a high-paced game in this one? Because I know you said the Clippers need to shoot a lot of threes, but where they found success is Russell Westbrook and, and the guys attacking the basket, right? Um, we know if Aiden's not out there, I mean, um, you got to attack the basket whether he's in there or not. Trying to drop foul calls here, Josh. What do you like in this game? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I got an over 223. I don't mind the 224 either. Uh, pace and space, that's going to be the message for the Clippers, right? Play pace, space the floor, attack the basket, create those lanes. Uh, I think Ty Lue will make sure that offensively they have the right game plan for this one. And, um, you know, we've seen basically in his tenure with the Clippers, whenever they've played elimination games, they've all been very fast-paced. They've been the fastest-paced games of series, respectively. Um, you know, we saw last time they made a playoff run, the same thing happened. They played the Phoenix Suns in an elimination game twice. And, uh, you know, the... Um, both of those games were over the total, I think, by about 20 points. And similar sort of situation here where it's like they are the underdogs again against a Phoenix Suns team. They're going to push pace again. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of small ball lineups as well to try and really stretch Phoenix and be able to attack them in different ways, um, have multiple points of attack as well, which makes it difficult to stop them from being able to penetrate and get into the paint, like you said. So uh, for me, I, I think also lean towards the Clippers here. That's such an inflated number. Um, they they are, I think, in my opinion, live to win outright, even with Kawhi out and no Paul George, um, just because of the potential style matchup that they, uh, issues that they may cause, sorry, for Phoenix with this potential style matchup. So uh, the flip side, of course, is the fact that the Suns we've seen as the series has gone on offensively have just been able to have their way with this Clippers defense. And I think that probably continues as well with the starting lineup in particular. So 
we, we could see quite a few runs being made in this game. Um, like I said, I, I do lean towards the Clippers, but I wouldn't say that with a ton of confidence. Uh, but I do love that over a lot. I think that there's a, a multitude of different game scripts that can play out where that total can still be clear, just given the projected pace that I kind of have this game featuring at anyway. So still like the over 224 in this one, no problem with that number. Uh, and like I said, hopefully we do get a game where the Clippers are able to sort of dictate things a little bit in terms of how this one's run. I like it. I like it. Definitely could not talk you off the over in this one. I like the over. I'll ride with our guy uh, Punt in this one. Uh, he's the undertaker, so when he's taking the over, he's letting you know, man, hey, this this just soaring over the total, man. We're going north of 250 in this one. Our guy Punt rocking with over 224, and I'm riding with him over 224 in this one as well. Let's get to some questions in this one, guys, before we get out of here. We have some great questions in the chat. Uh, first question of Eminem there, man. It's nice. Getting kind of hungry here, man. Let me get, go get some Eminems real quick. But uh, Westbrook has a great game. PRA over sitting at 41 and a half. Pay US Sportsbook. Chris, any thoughts on Russell Westbrook going over his PRA tonight? Yeah, Eminem, appreciate you giving us that line. Uh, that helps us a lot. I would I would lean to the over on that one. I mean, Russell Westbrook has shown up pretty pretty big in a lot of these games when he's had to. Um, he's actually been shooting not all that bad in this series as well. He, of course, had that one really bad game. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's interesting to see how much more content and confident Russell Westbrook is in the Clippers just kind of goes to show you that like LeBron James kind of is the godfather of the, of the NBA. You know, if he doesn't want you around then you're not going to stick around on the team. Uh, that being said, yeah, I think that Russell Westbrook has a pretty good night tonight. 41 and a half feels a little low to me, but again, he's, he's going to have to get into the twenties in his scoring probably. So, eh, you know, it's a little scary for Russ, but he's been, he's been delivering most of these games. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you with that. Yeah, I can only look towards the over in this one, Josh. What do you think? Yeah, I, I would only play the over as well. I mean, the, the bottom line is he's the primary playmaker now. No questions asked. And if we're looking at a game script where, like I said, the emphasis is pace and space, he's going to be the one trying to bring that ball up the floor as quickly as possible to make plays, whether that's attacking the room, getting to the basket, or you know, driving to collapse the defense and then kick out anyway. So the opportunity, I think, is there for, for another big night for him across the board. Um, you know, He'll have to crash the balls pretty aggressively as well if they are going to play a small ball lineup. He's one of the best rebounding guards in the league. So, uh, yeah, I think that, that that's a pretty fair number, but I would still only play the over. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that. Obviously, it's inflated, but the usage rate is going to be so high. Uh, we know that Westbrook going up against KD is not going without a down without a fight in this one, guys. Uh, next question of Luis Martinez, man. Just had to ask a question about the Bucks today. Man, I did not feel like talking about this team. <laughs> Bucks down one. It had to be him, though, as well. Bucks down one three. Curious on taking serious price at plus, 20, plus 125, Chris. Do you think the Bucks have a chance at winning all three remaining games? I don't like taking that price. I know it like feels like a good price in the box, but it's, it's not like it's 0-0. Zero, zero. The Bucks probably still win the series, if I'm being perfectly honest, but I really don't think you should be playing them at that number. I don't think you should... Seeing them at plus money doesn't necessarily represent value, um, and that's definitely the case here. I think the concern for them as well... It, we know that they're the better team. We know that they could potentially win by double digits in all three games if they needed to. Um, but just the style that Miami's playing at, I think that Eric Spolster's done a terrific job of recognizing what the defense is giving him here. Um, we spoke before the playoffs about why I thought Boston would, I wouldn't say comfortably, but uh, match up very well with Milwaukee and I think are uh, the team that would come out of the East. And it's because of their ability to space the floor 
uh, especially five-out lineups and really caused Miami, uh, Milwaukee trouble in that regard. Miami have kind of done that in their own way where, you know, they are running a lot of off-ball action, motion offense, beyond the perimeter, getting looks for Max Strews, getting looks for Duncan Robinson, who's shooting like 75% from deep this series, which is ridiculous. Uh, but that, that's what, exactly what they're going to continue to do and fire away from three. And, um, you know, we, when there's three games, you only got to win one of them. Uh, you only need one of those games where they're shooting at 50% from deep again. And all of a sudden, you know, that, that might just be too tall of an ask for Milwaukee to have to overcome. So, again, I think the Bucks still get it done, as weird as that sounds. But I really don't think that plus one in 25 is a fair price to be jumping on them. Yeah, it's basically you basically go parlaying them every single game. They're gonna be favorites. So to the, to his point and uh, what he's saying is they're gonna be favorites in all all three games. So it's basically you just hope, hoping they win. You kind of parlay in all three money lines. Uh, but I understand understand plus one twenty five. Oh, my guy's saying he want to go two three units, man. Uh, good luck to you. I hope you cash it. Uh, Bucks are obviously the better team, but. Come on, man. Some people just can't. They can't get out of their own way, man. Like, come on, bro. That mean that doesn't mean you have to hammer it. Um, maybe the Bucks might lose this series, right? Uh, I feel like yesterday's game kind of telling right there. He'd only need to win one more. I wouldn't be surprised if they put him out in Nelson, guys. Uh, next question up says, has anyone mentioned Anthony Edwards uh, over two and a half three pointers made? Um, in Nelson, Chris, we did do a long stint talking about Anthony Edwards early, earlier, but what do you think about him possibly making three or more threes in this one? So, yeah, I mean, it sounds like if that's cashing nonstop for this stop geoengineering, then I think you should keep on rolling with it, man. Um, it's not it's not something that I've been really looking at, but because you know, I, I mean, I've been thinking Anthony Edwards is going to be attacking the paint more often than not. But he is certainly uh, shooting his attempts beyond the arc as well. And, you know, the kid has poise somehow at 21 years old. He's he's hitting these three pointers, too, in big pressure moments. So uh, I would I would stick with you over. Why not? What do you think, Josh? My guy is saying he has an absolute lock for us in the chat, and we're dumb for not playing it, Josh. Uh, Anthony Edwards going for three or more threes here once again. Um, I think he'll have the attempts again. I Look, I think we can all say I love Anthony Edwards. I'm as big a fan as Anthony Edwards, as you will find. Um, for, uh, that's not a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, but... He's not a three-point shooter. I mean, it's you're still asking him to sort of do something that's outside of the norm for him to clear that number. So, yeah, I wouldn't feel too comfortable in it, especially if you're having to lay any sort of juice on that price as well. So for me, um, I would pass on it. But, you know, like I said, if you want to keep riding that trend, then, then credit to you. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it does come to an end in this game. Yeah, and hey, I always say if you've been cashing with it, right? Hey, you got money in your pocket, right? You can afford one of those losses as well, man. But that's it, man. That's all the questions for today my, in that one, guys. Uh, let's try to get to some cash today. We went over our top three games. We went over the top questions in the chat as well. Um, it's, it's time to recap the picks in this one. Get out of here. And let's go take the sports with to Smack City in this one, guys. I know y'all sponsored the show, but hey, we're trying to smack y'all today. Our guy Josh, rocking with Hawks. Team total under 108.5. He's also taking Clippers Suns over 224. And I'm riding with my guy, Pun. Not the Undertaker today, the Overtaker. We hop, we're hopping on Pipper Suns over 224 now, one, guys. We'd love to do the show for you guys. Uh, hit the like button, subscribe. We're here Monday through Friday. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, hope everybody has a great day. Follow us on Twitter. I'm your host, Jay Money. That's our guy, Pun School. That's our guy, Chris Farley, as well. Um, we will be back tomorrow, my guys. Let's get some cash.